So what was it that made you start? So um, actually, let me let me let me go back a little bit because okay. there's some backstory that that led up to it. So um, I'm gonna start with me personally. Um, you know, I grew up basically in a two-parent home. Mm -hmm. um, my mom was a nurse and my dad was a fireman. Um, and I basically, you know, grew up with a nice childhood. But they divorced and separated uh, when I was uh, probably 15, 14, 15 or whatever. So, you know, most of the time it was me and my mom and my brother. But I went, you know, my dad always, he was very involved in my life. Mm -hmm. So basically, speed up. I graduated high school. I went to college. I um, went to school to be a respiratory therapist. Okay. Um, did that. I did patient care for about three years. Um, during that time, I was recruited by the marketing director mm -hmm. for a hospital to do marketing. She said I had a great personality, oh, wow. which was very true. So anyway, <laughs> which, true statement. And so um, she thought I would be great at marketing. So I uh, worked um, in the hospital for a little while. I was kind of apprehensive about it because I had this thing about uh being nervous and selling stuff and speaking yeah. to people and stuff and um, thank God I did that because it was it helps me in my yeah. business now so anyway I decided to do that I um, during that time I got engaged um, ended up getting married so I started my, I had a new career which was transitioned from doing patient care what I went to school right. for to totally different doing marketing and sales um, so I got married um, I had kids I had I didn't have kids until late so. Let's speed up. I'm 33 okay. by this time. I had kids when I was 33. I have uh, mm -hmm. twins, a boy okay. and a girl. They're 11 years old, Kendall and Jackson. Well, you don't at all look almost 44. <sighs> Thank you. That's because we have these fabulous services. Okay. <laughs> we have anti-aging services. So if you're 44 and you want to look 33 like me, then yeah, give us a call. Absolutely. So she has, um, so I, I speed up to, uh, I got married. I had my babies. And so... I had, to, I had a really rough pregnancy. I had a hard time getting pregnant. Um, I ended up on bed rest mm -hmm. and having emergency surgery and things like that. So it from that point, it started a lot of internal issues that I didn't know that was there. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of depression and anxiety and postpartum depression after I had the babies that I didn't know. Um, actually, it was my ex-husband who was telling me that, you know, like you have some issues. You need to go to the doctor. To, yeah. And yeah, I'm like, I'm fine and things like that. So... I ended up going to the doctor, and uh, this is where my story gets a little twisted up, you know, because yeah. here I am, this career woman, and, you know, I'm living an American dream. I have a husband. I have two babies. Mm -hmm. I mean, twins, a boy and a girl. Right. I mean, perfect you life. You never have to have another child so again. Ever. Don't want so, yeah, one pregnancy, and I was done. So, you know, those are the things that people dream of, mm -hmm. and so um, you would think that, you know, this girl's got it together, but uh, inside, I didn't. So I ended up going to, to the doctor, my... Um, general practitioner and talking to him about my issues and so um, he you know had been my doctor for a very long time and he said well you know I want to give you some medicine something to help you and I said I don't want to be on meds I don't want to do that it's gonna make me feel you know funky and this and that I don't know what to do and he said well I'm gonna tell you like I tell my wife um, you know have a couple glasses of wine in the evening mm -hmm. when you get kind of funky and you feeling like you can't handle the day and you know how to I have by this time I have been back I have went back to work yeah. so here I am working this high pressure stress job mm -hmm. a director of a hospital for marketing which I was in charge of Making sure everybody had at random. patience. <laughs> yeah, making sure everybody had patience to work. Here's the doctors and if people if I didn't do my job, people didn't work because yeah. we didn't have patience. So it was a lot of pressure. Then I come home, you know, to the babies and my ex husband worked at a plant and so he was working twelve hour shifts. Mm -hmm. So I was pretty much on my own. Um 
and so I said okay fine so he said on those crazy days have a couple glasses of wine so I started you know every once in a while having it then it increased to every day yeah then it increased from a couple bottle a couple glasses to bottles. bottles yeah so my ex-husband was like you're um starting to drink a lot he noticed it he knows it's yeah. everything Still, even my ex-husband still knows his everything. Mm. He's probably gonna hear that. <laughs> so I said, "Well, we thank you." A yeah, bit. yeah. So I said, um, "I said, well, um, the doctor told me that yeah. I can have a couple glasses of wine." He said, "A couple glasses, not a whole bottle," is what I had to be reminded. So I said, "Okay." Well, by that time, I had already lost control. Yeah. Didn't know it. Didn't know it. So this, at that time, I was thirty-eight. Mm -hmm. So between the age of 38 to 40, I'm going to give you the short version of my story. Between the ages of 38 to 40, I lost everything. So I lost my Due career. Lost my career. Yeah. I lost my ex-husband divorced me. I ended up getting a DWI, felony DWI the first time because I had my kids in the car. Yeah. Um, had never been in trouble. Like I said, I was 38 years old. So we paid all this money for this attorney and things like that. And we focused so much on fixing it when I say we he was still there um and so we paid all this money the attorney got it dropped to a misdemeanor and I was on probation and it was it was fine yeah it was six months probation and after that it was going to be off my record and I was going to move on still drinking still drinking because the problem wasn't, wasn't addressed fixed. problem was not even addressed okay so and I can't believe the doctor he didn't allowed know. you to navigate the way that he did you said, I don't want to take medication. And then his suggestion was, well, just drink instead. A couple glasses, which red wine, which he meant like maybe once or twice a week in the evening, which is normal. Normal people, <laughs> normal people can do it. When you, you have, yes, when you have, you know, addiction that runs in your family, yeah. you have, you know, a mom that's an alcoholic mm -hmm. or a grandfather that was alcoholic and it runs rampant in your family. You know, and you're not educated on how this is going to yeah. affect you, then that you don't know. You don't that even see it coming. That is actually also how I ended up in AA myself. Oh, oh yay! So yeah. my sister. Okay, so see, <laughs> see, I get okay. It. okay. So okay, great, great to know that. So you, so you mm -hmm. feel where I'm coming from. So speed up to the DWIs and this and that. So my ex-husband divorced me while because I got the first one. We went through all of that. The second one came, oh. and I was still on probation. Damn. So it was no getting out of it. So while I was still there, um, you to go down. fighting my I was fighting my case first of all in Harris County, and so my ex-husband divorced me. Um, my job prior to that, my job was holding my job for me to Marketing finish. Position. Yes, because I was really good, and I'm not yeah. tooting my own horn. Do I'm you just saying that this She's is really good. Yeah, I, I was. That's I was why really her good. business is flourishing. Yes. Now. So so they were waiting for me to come back and holding this job. So it was a lot of people that was depending on me. And that alone was a lot of pressure yeah. to get sober and to do right and to just not. And, you know, I would tell people that I drank wine and they were like, it's just wine. And I'm like, just wine caused me to lose everything. Like, you can't down. Yeah, you can't, like, say, like, you're fine. And, you know, it's a lot of people don't understand. My sister-in-law is like, you're just going through something. You know, you can drink again in a couple years. You'll be fine. And the thing is, is that, yeah, if you want to, you can. But mm. you know whether or not you can. You what can. I can do. Right. Because there's some... You can't, can't have any drinks. Exactly. And that's me. So I um so fast forward to um being locked up and my ex husband divorced me and was was well he filed. So this is where I knew things were changing and God has his hands on me. So I I I 
went, I, I fought it, and I said, because he was threatening to take. Now, mind you, I said, we had this life that mm -hmm. we had. So there was money involved. Yeah. There was you know, money that I helped bring mm -hmm. and money that he had and all this that he didn't want to share. Aspects. And uh, kids, yeah, and kids, he wanted to get full custody and sole custody. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff where... Do you it, think he did that... Because he had spent so much energy helping you get fixed, and then you he did that because he was hurt. Yeah. Because I ruined what our life. I ruined what but we you were had. Sick, you know? He didn't understand that, which which is sad because he comes from a family with addiction, where his mom was a an addict, and, and that's probably part of it. It was it's it like anger. he's taken out what he really wanted to do on her, on her, on yes. and trying to protect the kids from whatever experience yes. he had. But it wouldn't be the same. It, it was it wasn't the same. So this, because this part of my life literally only lasted about two years. That's all it takes. So it's all it takes. When I lost everything, it was two years. So okay, fast forward. So I ended up doing getting a ten month sentence. I had spent three months in county, so I ended up going to state jail for ten months. Well, while I was in state jail, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. I'm like, I cannot let this man have this divorce. I can't let him have everything I work for. My kids, you know, and it was really hard. How old were the kids at that time? They were about five. Yeah, it was really, really hard because I, um, it was times where I tell people, like, I feel like a horrible mother when I talk about it now, but it hurts so bad to be away from my kids that there was times I had to, like, block them out of my head. Like, I didn't have them because he wouldn't let them come and see me. I mean, it was, it was hard. And it was hard to go from, I know, it was hard to go from uh, being in the house so with them yeah, to, to being snatched away. They don't know what's going on. Where's my mom? You know, yeah. the dad is, and he's a, really knows what he's saying though. He's a good dad, but he wasn't there. I mean, he was working, you know? And so it was really hard. So I would just have to block it out. And I was like, I just have to get through this. Yeah. Okay. So during that time, I, I lost some family. Mm -hmm. I lost an aunt that was really close to me because she sided with him. And, you know, she had like, a, I'm not going to go into business with that. But she had some inside to get in to come and see me, you yeah. know, when I was in jail. And it wasn't through, it was through an attorney visit. It mm -hmm. wasn't through uh, whatever. So I'm thinking she's coming as a family. And here she is with these papers. And he's got For her head to get me to sign for less. And. You know, and it's like, I'm already dealing with enough. I'm dealing with being away from my kids. Yeah. I'm dealing with, how did I get here? Lost and my career. Like, you're beating yourself up so much mm -hmm. in that time. And then to have other people also beating you down. Me. Right, exactly. So that also caused me, okay, so I went, I, when I was locked up, I decided to join their recovery program they have and a lot of things like that. So I went through all of that and I felt like, okay, you know what, I'm going to get out, I'm going to do this, I'm going to get my life back, you know, I don't care. I mean, I went in, I think I'm probably the only person that I know ever that went into jail, well, besides men, women, <laughs> that I went into jail and I came out, you know, fitter and better physically than yeah. I was because I just focused on working out and just, you know, staying out of trouble and just yeah. doing my thing. I mean, there's a lot that can happen it, it, because you want to try to... Not fit, but you want to be safe. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. So I stayed out of trouble. So anyway, I got out. And when I got out, I had to move in with my brother and my sister-in-law. Mm -hmm. So here I am going from living my life. Um, but when I got out, my ex-husband had a restraining order on me. And the restraining order for was... For I couldn't see the kids. Because he said I was a danger to them because I drove drunk with them. Right? Well, shit. And then he was... He said... I know. He said he was scared that I was going to take them and leave the country and stuff. And I mean, like, dude, whatever. That's I not even... That doesn't even match. 
I don't even have a job or a car. I, I, you, I lost everything. How you sent my car back, remember? <laughs> how am I going to get to another country? Yes, how am I going to get there? We don't have the passport. Yes. Start you, 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 you sold everything and you took everything. Just out of spite. Like, yeah, out of spite. Because, again, his own experience with his mother. Exactly. Was He was projecting, projecting. all that. Oh, oh, I, was, I was saying that all the time. That and he was hurt. Yeah, and I get it. So, yeah, that's exactly what happened. So, um, okay, so anyway, I get out. So I go through all this stuff, and I'm struggling, right? So I drink again, yeah. right? Because there's nothing else to do. I got to escape. Well, that's I your can't, blanket, I, It's my blanket. So <laughs> here I am. So the thing was, the restraining order was either you go and sign these papers right now at my attorney's office, or you're not seeing the kids. So file for divorce. So a complete divorce right now, or you never get to see your kids. Exactly. Again. So my brother and my sister-in-law wasn't having it. They were like, he is not going to do that to you. So I had no money. They yeah. were like, we got your attorney. Don't worry about it. It's a blessing. So I got an attorney. She said, don't you sign a thing. Yeah. And let me go to this um, to this uh, this courthouse tomorrow and get this restraining order dropped because it's BS. And it's not going to happen. I mean. So you call him and you tell him to bring them kids to you. Right? Yeah. So it happened anyway. So fast forward. I decided at that point, like, I don't know what to do. I don't, I, you know, I went from having a career to having nothing mm -hmm. and to basically waiting on this divorce um, and praying that I get some money out of it to start my life over. So um, during that time, it's, it's a struggle. I'm still having a hard time with asking, can I see my kids and fighting with him. And I forgot to tell you the other part that when I was in Harris County fighting my case before I even finished. Um, he moved another woman into our house. So wait. I wasn't even sentenced. Um, Pause. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And had the nerve to be mad at you the whole time. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. so it's like, were you yes. already, was this going on? Were you, and not even if it was she. Were you already thinking of, I'm trying to replace you now? Exactly. So because, remind you, I said I was the caregiver. Yeah. I, I did everything for the kids. He didn't know. He was a good provider. So he brought a nanny. If I could be real, <laughs> my sister-in-law calls her the nanny, the housekeeper, the babysitter, so the chauffeur. And they're still together, actually. So this, well, that's of course, she's yeah, care of yeah, I'll be there too. Okay, they've been together almost five years, and she's still not married or, or anyway. Okay. So, but the one thing that came out of this is that he did not have a relationship with his mom. He was raised by his grandmother. Hmm. Because I had left, he needed his mom. So all of a sudden, they there's were. their relationship. Now, she treats me like her daughter. So I love the fact that they, because I had tried for years to get that relationship back because I didn't understand how you could just diss on your mom. But, I mean, I see now what he went through and the hurt, but he moved both of them Did in. Did he ever go to counseling? He's not. He still needs to go to counseling, yeah. but whatever. We have a better relationship now, but he still needs to yeah. So, But he wanted the kids to go to counseling. I'm like, are you going? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. my kids did. So. Like, hello, the, thing, the reason why you think the kids need counseling is why you need to go to counseling. Exactly. So he moves her in, yeah. so I forgot to tell you about that part. So there was a lot of hurt that I was dealing with. So here I am, get out, and I have to go to the house that we purchased together for 10 years, and lived in for 10 years, um, and pick up my kids and see you and her in my home. Because remember, I was snatched out of life, yeah. okay? So all I remember when I was snatched out of life was that. That was my home, because that's the home I, that I was last in, and that yeah. was my life. Hard to let go. So it was hard to see her there, and um, it was a lot. It was a lot that I dealt with. So that, in turn, that, losing my career, try, just trying to figure out what the hell am I going to do from this point, mm -hmm. I went back to drinking. Because that was yeah. my blanket. That was yeah. my comfort. I could escape, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, 
take the edge off of life a exactly bit. exactly but it just made it worse i wasn't doing anything mm -hmm. so it got to the point where i was sneaking and drinking yeah. from my brother and my sister-in-law and they're like well first of all where are you getting the money from okay you know and i had friends you know i have friends and you know that I would lie to about things yeah. and you know and whatever. So oh, and, I need to go up here to do it. Look too often. Be yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So well, I didn't have a car, so it was a lot of manipulation. <laughs> it was a lot of manipulation. A lot of manipulations, which is so sad. And when I sit back and look on it, I thank God that I got through that. Right. Yeah. So it was a lot of manipulation. So anyway, um, so finally, my brother, and my sister-in-law, they're like. You know, my brother finds all this alcohol, these bottles, wine bottles, and uh, has the, the trash bag. Yes, and so I come in, they basically have an intervention, and you got to do something, we love you. And my brother and my sister, I'm not even kidding, they are my number one fans. Yeah. At the time, I was like, I am grown, and I'm going to do what I want, and yeah. this is y'all's house, and my sister, I was pregnant, and it was just a lot of stress on her. It was too much, right? Well, so they were worried, too. Yeah, they were really worried. They were really worried. So they made me go to, um, they told me I had to find somewhere. So they had looked up all these places. They wanted me to go to, back to um, inpatient mm. therapy. I mean, inpatient treatment. I had already done that. Yeah. I had already done that. The ex-husband made me go. All these people, you know, the one time the ex-husband made me go, then the court made me go. So there was all this stuff, the reasons that I did it, not because I wanted to. It yeah. was for other people. So I felt like they're, them telling me, I'm only going to do it because you want me to do mm -hmm. it, not because I want myself. to. That's where it has to come that's from. where it has to come from Solid. so I, I i agreed to go to a live in a recovery house where mm -hmm. you're a little um you're a little more independent yeah. and my kids could come my thing was i'll go somewhere but as long as my kids can come yeah. and stay the, you know the times that i, I don't want to be in a jail them. type setting exactly yeah so i did that so my brother was like you can go i'll pay for it i'll pay for it you go just i just want you to get better so yeah. anyway so i go and i do all this and i i kind of rock it out for about three months and um i go to aa i get a sponsor and all that and I'm still not dealing with these inner issues, right? I'm doing it still only to impress the other people and make them happy and so appease they shut them. Up. And my my attorney, that while I'm going through this divorce, she's like, you need to do this stuff. You need to do this stuff. This is good for right. you know the show. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So finally, I get to the point where um, we're there, and I actually relapsed in the sober living house, right? You were and like, I was snuck like, in the alcohol. <laughs> I'm and not I was like, the lead. Like, I know, but it's so sad. I was like the lead of the house. And well, I'm not laughing at you. It just no, like, it resonates. You can, so it's, it's funny. It's it. funny because of how addiction works. It's like, it's, it's a mind thing, and you don't even mm -hmm. know. And you manipulate, and you don't see it, but people can see right through it, right? So anyway, so I get kicked out. So before I got kicked out, it was coming. It was coming, but before I got kicked out, I said, I don't want to live this life anymore. I'm done. I'm tired. So by this time, I had gotten my um, divorce money. Right? Oh, okay. So I had gotten my divorce money. It was a good amount of money. So most smart people would probably went about in the house and, you know, invested in the business. That's not what I did. So I was like, I'm going to show Bo. I'm going to show him what I did with his money. So he has her over there. I'm going to be like, well, I got his money. Let me show you. So I went and bought this car and, you know, and my brother's like, why are you spending all your money on this car? You don't even have anywhere to live. No. And, I mean, just craziness, right? So I just spent just running from you. Just, yes. Running from me. <laughs> trying to hurt other people yeah. that don't even care. Uh, about that kind of stuff anyway so I did that so but it dawned on me if I don't get sober right now this money I'm gonna blow through it I'm gonna blow through it and I'm probably gonna end up back in jail or dead and then the kids and the kids in the car driving again and I'm gonna even kill them myself yeah. or somebody or all of us so I ended up um, 
I ended up saying, I don't want this life. Mm -hmm. So there was a roommate that I had that was there. I let her, when I got my new vehicle, I would always take her to work and pick her up and stuff. And I said, I went to her and I said, I relapsed. She said, I know, I know, I know. She said, I've been praying and I've been, you know, trying to get there. And I said, I need to go to treatment. I said, but you can't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody to know. I'm just going to go and I'm just going to do this thing. I don't want family to come. I don't yeah. want to see my kids. I don't want to do anything. I have to do this. And the reason I'm crying is because it's so emotional because that was the point in my life where I decided to change and it was mm -hmm. about me. And for me to say, I don't want any visitors, I don't even want you to tell anybody. And my deal with her was, you can use my car. And I made her swear that she wouldn't tell anybody where I was, yeah. right? But that was the addict in me talking because it's like, how can I hide from my family for 30 days and just come up missing and like, they're not going to check on me. And then the why of why you needed to be a secret. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to have to explain to people. I was tired of, but they knew, you need you to know? do, I, I was tired of the, the, you know, the looks and I was yeah. tired of being the topic of conversation and the topic of gossip with the family. I was sick of it. Right. So I was like, in order for me to do this for myself, I just got to escape everything. Yeah. So I found, I had a sponsor, which mm -hmm. was just like, just so on me. So I called her and I was like, I need to go somewhere. And mind you, I didn't have, I didn't have health insurance and stuff yeah. like that. So I was limited, so she found this place for me. It's called New Hope Women's yeah. Center in Pasadena. Love it, love it, love it. And I went, mm -hmm. and I went, and I know. So it was, it was really hard because I went out with a bang, though. So it showed up, you know, and I had to detox and stuff. So I went out with a bang, but it was really, really hard because when I got there, it was like I, 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 I wanted to be there, but I didn't want to be there. Well, because the change and the growth, the is change and the growth, and the leaving my kids again, and but I said, okay. So finally, now this the sickness in me and the, the the mental issues didn't dawn on me that your family's gonna be worried about you. Mm -hmm. You threatened this girl's life. I mean she was younger than me. So I was the like girl. the younger girl that was the roommate, I was like, You can use my car, you can do but this. I'll kill you if you tell them. If, you tell, <laughs> if they come, you better not tell them. So, so you against her also? I was against her. It didn't work well because she ended up telling me. So of anyway, course, so yeah, she was like, she was like word that they were going to say she came, the car. She came and um, so I didn't know all this was going on on the outside because I was just trying to figure out my life. So she came up there doing visiting hours and she said, your sister and I came and she's looking for you and they're looking for you and they're worried and this and that and still me. I'm like, you better not tell them where I'm at. Don't yeah. tell them. Let me just do this. Let me. So I was like, I'll just detox and then I'll leave. Mm. you know and do it on my own that's yeah. what I, that's what I thought and she was like you need to stay and I'm like no I'm gonna do this just 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 buy me some time just give me 10 days you know these doctors just give me 10 days and I'll leave she's like I'll try but she's very aggressive so basically my sister-in-law was like you have her car right. I didn't know this was going on her and my brother went and uh, took my car from her they probably were worried that something happened they to took her took car, car took my car and threatened this girl and said that if you don't tell us where she is we're going to report you in this whole house and get you kicked out and get this whole thing shut down and it was like this whole thing and I was just like, oh my goodness. I didn't know this at the time. Yeah. But I also didn't know that they were calling jails, they were calling hospitals, they were calling the police. That my my sister and I was driving around at night going to hotels to pregnant. see if hotels to see if she saw my car. They thought it was dead. They didn't know what happened. So they made her tell, right? Mm -hmm. So um <laughs> 
the girl was like, she came back, she's like, this is so much very aggressive. I said, no, she loves me, but she's very big. I said, she's the mean one. <laughs> so anyway, so then I'm, I'm, I'm going back and forth. So finally, they call. Yeah. So she tells them where I am, and my sister-in-law's calling, and I said, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Bring me my car. Bring me my car. And she's like, I'm not bringing you your car. This and that. You need to stay there. I said, well, fine. I'll get away. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm not going to stay here, you know? And she's like, you need to stay, and this and that. So it's your sister-in-law? Why did you want to leave because they knew that you had I didn't want to leave because they knew. It was the mental part, like, oh, I'm fine. I can do this myself. It was that, that struggle of, do I really want to do this or do I not? I was still on the fence yeah. of, A, do I really want to be sober? A, do I really want to stop drinking? Mm-hmm. B, am I really doing this for myself or am yeah. I doing this to just appease other people? Like, unconsciously. Because mm-hmm. it was my choice, you yeah. know? And so it was a lot of struggle. Plus, I was still trying to, you know, detox, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of mental things going on. My body's trying to regulate. So yeah, it was yeah. a lot of stuff. And in that You still that have house, anxiety and depression on top of all of that. Yes. In that house, it's like, oh, my God, it was just, it was hard at mm-hmm. first, right? I will tell you, to this day, some of those girls are my best friends. One of the girls that was there with me, and this was almost five years ago, works for me now. Really? Yeah. So wow. and one of them, she's getting married in June. I'm in her wedding. I mean, it was it was amazing. So, but it took some time to get there. Yeah. So, so anyway, so I remember sitting in one meeting, and my sister-in-law came. It was a morning meditation where they, it was open to the public, but a lot of people didn't come because it was really early, and it was during the work week. So, but I see through the window, she's, she's walking up, and I'm like, oh. Here she comes. And I had probably been there like three days. And I was still on the fence of whether I was going to leave or not. And yeah, they was, found you fast. And I had, already called, I had already called my best friend to come pick me up. I was like, come and pick me up. And my best friend is like, you need to stay. But she's more of like, I got your back. Yeah. If you want to leave, I'm coming. You know? So my sister-in-law comes in. And she plops down. And she's staring at me the whole time. And we're on the couch. We finish the meeting. And she's like giving me the evil eye. And I get up and I'm like, what are you doing here? And she's like, you're not leaving. You're not leaving. Who do I need to talk to? I said, you can talk to whoever. I'm here by free will. And yeah. So anyway, I, she convinces me to stay. Best decision I ever made in my life. Yeah. So I stayed. I got involved. I was like, okay, don't come see me. Don't bring the kids. Give me 30 days. Give me 30 days. Um, I told my best friend because I didn't have enough stuff. Yeah. You know, clothes and stuff. Because I wasn't planning on doing this. So I had I sent my best friend some money. And I was like, go to Target. Buy me, you know, whatever I need. Night clothes. Under, you know, everything. <laughs> and I stayed. I stayed. I ended up staying for three months. Wow. I ended up staying for three months. From there, this is how powerful this was. When I made that decision to change, it was like after three months, I was like, I was done there, but it was like, I'm not ready to go. I'm not ready to stop. Yeah. So I ended up getting accepted. I applied. I didn't even know that Houston had all these different, you know, programs yeah. and stuff. And so I ended up getting into this program for Bridge of Hope, right? Okay. Best decision ever. So they put you, it's for women coming out of incarceration and yeah. addiction and stuff. So they put you in this, um, this apartment it's mm-hmm. a small little you know uh, efficiency apartment but my kids my concern was can my kids come yeah. right so oh uh, let me backtrack after 30 days at the new hope my kids would come okay so they didn't really understand what was going on but they would come and it was like they, they were six they were young they would come when other kids were there and their uh-huh. parents and stuff and I told them I was just there for to get my life together yeah. until I could find somewhere to live and stuff I didn't really go into details. To this day, I have told my kids. I have yeah. sat them down and explained to them. and Because I want them to know what I went through. And I want them to see that their mom, mm-hmm. you know, went through this. And she was resilient. And she stayed the course. And look at her now. Yeah. If she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. That's what I want to give them. So I told them everything. So anyway, so I, I, I ended up going to this place. And I said, it was a 10, 12-month program. I ended up staying there for 10 months. Because I graduated early. Yeah. So it basically, you go, yeah, I graduated early because remember I said you the personality and stuff. No, it was because I was determined. Yeah. I was determined. 
Now, I did um, blow a lot of the money that I got from the divorce, but I got smart. I paid off some student loans. Yeah. I started doing some stuff to rebuild my life. Mm -hmm. So, during that time, I got a job, and I was working back in sales, healthcare sales, because I never thought I would get a job, because, again, I have a felony, yeah. right? So, I'm like, nobody's going to hire me, whatever, you know, I'll never make six figures again, and I'm just like, whatever, you know, I'm just going to say the course. So, by this time, I had got, I had what was 100% committed to being sober, mm -hmm. and I was going to meetings, I was sponsoring women, and I was doing what I was supposed to do. I did, I didn't know it was going to work, but I just did what people told me, yeah. right? And I felt God in my life like changing me and just walking in front of me and I'm mm -hmm. just following this path and I'm yeah. just like thank you Jesus so I get back in sales while I'm in sales I'm like I'm so sick of this so in the meantime I had doctor friends and mm -hmm. you know from over the years that I had uh, relationships with from healthcare marketing so right. I was um, going to call on this one doctor for the new company I worked with and I was talking to her office manager and her and I was like I'm so sick of healthcare I want to do something in beauty yeah and, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't want to do hair and I don't want to do makeup. I don't know what I want to do, but I want to do something in beauty. So I go and I, um, I, um, I, I, I said, okay, let me just think about it. They're like, oh, you know, give me some ideas. I'm like, no. So I go home and I had, on Facebook, I saw this girl promoting for mobile teeth whitening. I was like, okay. look at my teeth whitening, you know, and stuff. So and she had a special, so I was like, I signed up for it. So she came, she came. She was there literally 30 minutes, okay? Mm -hmm. She whitened my teeth. I paid her 80 bucks. My teeth were white and this and that. And I'm like, she just made $80 in 30, in 30 minutes. I'm onto something. Let me yeah. let me, let me me investigate this, yeah. right? So I started talking to her about how, um, I said, how do you get you know certified to do this? You have to be a dental hygienist or whatever. And she was like, no, you can get a certification. And she was a dental hygienist, but she said, you, you know, you can do it. So you anyway, have to. yeah, so I took the training. A very low cost to start in this net. So I started, but I was still working my other job because by this time I'm 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 um, setting myself up to fight my ex-husband for my kids, yeah. of course. So I, I my everything that drove me from that point was to set myself up to get to joint custody to or, or to yeah to do. My attorney had given me a to-do list, mm. and she said this is what you need to do over the next year. Um, because when I first got out, I didn't have anywhere for them to live. Yeah. You know, so it didn't make sense. It wouldn't have been fair to them. Right. I mean, you got to be realistic, too. Yeah, I was realistic. So, so I'm setting myself up. So, during that time, I'm like, okay, well, let me do it. So, I'm, I'm still working hard. And so, I didn't really promote the teeth whitening. I kind of did family. I kind of did a few friends and stuff like that. And then, so I go back to this doctor and her office manager is there. And let me tell you how God works. Her office manager goes, you know what? When you're, you need to promote that more. She said, when you're out, I have this laser paddle machine. Mm -hmm. that the vendor just bought why don't you take that when you're doing mobile clients and offer this service to them and i'm like well what is it and so she kind of tells me oh it helps you lose inches and you know the doctor uses it here and stuff and i'm like Psh, thinking i'm gonna take this thing yeah. home and use okay. it myself right and so i take it home and a week later she's like have you gotten anybody did you do anything i said no her name is kim mm -hmm. kim travis i'm gonna shout out to her because travis consulting because she i'm gonna tell you how she plays such an integral part into me getting where i am so um, she gives me the machine and I'm like, okay, I'll try it out. So I was like, no, I haven't promoted anything. You know, I did a few family members, my sister-in-law and mm -hmm. my sister-in-law is my number one fan now. Okay. We went through all that. She's like my bestie now, but, mm -hmm. um, she is really. And so, um, I actually call her more than I call my brother. Me and my brother used to be really close. Now yeah. he finds out all, everything about me through her. Okay. And he's like, what happened? I said, I don't know. So anyway, so we go, I, uh, I posted on Facebook. No, she tells me, have you started promoting yet? I said, no. She said, well, I have a friend that owns a gym. 
he'll let you come in and promote it to some of your clients. So here I am thinking, okay, I'm still working full time. You know the struggle. Yeah. I'm working full time. When am I supposed to figure out to do this? When am I? And I'm trying to do the teeth right in between because that's pain. Not a lot, but a little bit. Yeah. So I go and I, I do it. And so I have, he has, they have this beautiful young lady she's like 18 she's so fit she has like 17 percent body fat yeah who wants to do it and all this i was still new i mean she was young she was 18. she was so young that even 18 is fine but yeah. i still made her mom because time to because yeah. i didn't know what i was doing you know? <laughs>